Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson. Pastor Steve, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited about the future. Um, we've mentioned on this broadcast before, but uh, we are planting a church with the help of Redemption Hill Church, planting River Community Church in the West Jordan area of Salt Lake County. And just been really excited to see how God's been bringing people along to be part of our ministry team. We're going to be launching... Uh, in mid-August on Sunday mornings, but we've already had uh, a handful of community conversations, we call them. They're a weeknight Bible study and interest meeting, a time of worship, time of and the Word, people sharing testimony, prayer, and just answering questions about the church. So I'm really excited and, and really grateful for the partnership that we've had with you and with uh, the Redemption Hill family. Um, so life is good, and i uh, really excited about what God is doing in both churches, both Redemption Hill and the river community, and the fact that the church is bigger than any one name, any one building, any one congregation, that God is working in in our lives. So um, I'm excited and very grateful. Yeah, we're excited. You know, we one of the things that we wanted, <clears throat> you know, to kind of be the, kind of be a, a, a noticeable, you know, trait of Redemption Hill is the expansion of God's kingdom, right? right? And, and whatever that looks like, and, and definitely through deliberate, uh, church planting efforts, you know? Um, and so, you know, w- w- we kind of prayed to that end when we started and, yep. you know, the Lord, Lord sent, sent you and your family and some others. And so, you know, this is just the, the step to answered prayer. And so we're, we're excited to see what, what God does there and growing area too. West yeah, Jordan yeah. is a, is a booming, a booming place and, and, in des- desperate need of churches out there. And so, yeah. um, you know, we're kind of an extended, family moving out into Salt Lake County. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is exciting. And Eagle Mountain, Saratoga Springs area is exploding as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the recent announcement of, of big tech companies bringing some, some new investments into that community, it's, you know, we're definitely poised for a lot of growth and it's been neat to see Redemption Hill, God's placement of Redemption Hill, not just in the right place, but at the right time. Yeah. A time of growth. And, and we're seeing the fruit of that. At Redemption Hill. Well, we, uh, our last episode, we began a series on living wisely, mm. hashtag live wise. That's right. And, uh, and, and that is a talk, a conversation through the wisdom of the Proverbs. And so catch our last episode at shoutsofgraceradio.com if you missed uh, our previous episode where we just introduced Proverbs, the concept of, of wisdom, uh, of both the natural earthly wisdom, but the kind of wisdom that God is calling us to. And and one of the things that came up several times that we mentioned is we mentioned Proverbs chapter three, and that is that familiar passage that sometimes we've got hanging on the wall at home, right? The trust in the Lord with all your heart. So we wanted to spend a little bit of time in the early part of Proverbs chapter three, just talking about fleshing out what this actually means for us as it relates to living wise in this world. So I'm going to read it, and then Pastor Steve, you can go ahead and take it from there. Um, Starting in Proverbs 3, verse 1, um, 
Solomon is writing to his son, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they add to you. Uh, they will add to you. Do not let steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And here's the key. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Pastor Steve. Wow. <clears throat> what a uh, what a tall order, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I I think I think in this life, one of the most nerve wracking things is when things are out of our control. Right. We don't like that. We we like to tangibly hold things. We like to control them because we don't like either change or things that are unexpected to happen in our life. It freaks us out. It causes anxiety. Right. And so the more in control we are, the actual safer we feel. Right. So that's why this whole idea of faith is completely contrary mm-hmm. to 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 the human mind and the intellect. Right. You see a you see a great picture in Ezekiel 47 when there is this water coming out from underneath the door of the temple. And as the voice tells Ezekiel, go go into the water. And he says, I went into the water and I measured it and it was up to my ankles. And then he says, go a little further. And he said, and I went and it was up to my knees. And then he says, go a little further, and I was up to my waist. Now, I'm, I'm a former surfer, and so w- when I think of that, I think of when I first grab my board and I step into the ocean, right? I usually just get my feet wet because it's so cold. Right. But I am firmly in control, right? And, and as the tide comes in, I could feel a little bit of a pull on me, and, and, and it leaves a little foot imprint in the sand, right? And then when I go a little further, I'm up to my knees, right? I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in control. And then I'll go a little deeper and I'm up to my waist. And that's when, you know, I'll, I'll get hit by a little wave and I'll kind of back up a little and then I'll move forward and I'm losing a little bit more control. But then Ezekiel says, and then he measured and he took him a little further and it was up to his neck mm. and it was like a river and he was flowing with the river. And, and that's the part where when you go all the way in, you're really kind of kind of subject to 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 the current wherever it takes you and that is a great picture of the christian experience but here's the thing keith we all start off ankle deep Mm -hmm. very much still in control but god measures us and he pulls us and his goal is to get us to where we're completely just subservient to the current of 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 his spirit and and he gets to take us where he wants and where our our feet aren't secured anymore and that's the life of trust and it really is a growing experience key so when mm-hmm. it says trust in the lord with all your heart do not lean to your own understanding what he's talking about is that shoreline experience when you're firmly planted Go in and trust that God's current is going to take you wherever he wants you to go and where to to the point to where you have to be okay if you're not in control or able to 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 kind of go where you want, you know, Keith, that's hard. That is way hard. I mean, even as he's saying this and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You're letting him determine the destination and the journey. Ouch. You know, it's like, okay, I am used to controlling. I'm used to knowing. I'm used to planning. I'm used to purposing. And what you're saying is that the real journey begins when I 
let go of those things and say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I am not going to lean on what I understand, which would be our experience, which would be acquired knowledge, right? Things that we've learned. Um, my, my dad used to say that, that there's two ways to, to uh, gain wisdom, and, that, and, and, and that's by your experience or somebody else's experience. That's right. <laughs> and, and I would much rather, you know, learn from other people's experience. But to the point that I've learned from my experience, I say, well, you know, I did this and I did that and I did this. And, and, and we are, we're self-confident, right? I'm self-confident. Oh, I know how this works. You know, this is how you make money. This is how you have a successful relationship. Me, 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 I, I, and God is saying, no, 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 it's not about you. Trust in the Lord with your heart. That's, right. that's what, that's where your work is, is that's to right. trust in the Lord and let him determine the path. Yeah. That's a, that's a horrifying, mm-hmm. you know, proposition to some people. And, and, and this is why I think when I say, you know, trusting in the Lord, it really is a growth process, uh-huh. right? Because you, you, you think about this, you know, God called Abraham, right? And, and God provided for Abraham along the way. God took Abraham on a faith journey, yeah. right? God didn't call Abraham and on day one say, hey, take your son, your only son. Of course, he didn't have a son at the time, but God prepared him through a journey of faith right. so that along the way, every incremental step of faith was accompanied with a with a possibility and, a, and an opportunity to trust God along the way. So so I think it's it's true for us as well, Keith. When, when we first come to Christ, right, God is going to give us opportunities to trust in him that are proportionate to the faith that we have at the time that he has built and instilled in us, mm. right? He's not going to he's not going to ask us to do things that we're going to absolutely fail at, but he is going to always put these things in our path are going to give us the opportunity to trust him. Abraham was called to do some radical things. I right. mean, first of all, God shows up to him and, 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 and this shows you, you know, Abraham and his wife were like the patriarchs of, of faith, right? They're, they're approached and they're said, Hey, you're, you're, you're going to have a kid, you know, in, in your nineties. And, and they laugh at him. They think, well, this is crazy, but, but their response, their initial response is a perfect example of what's talked about in this verse where it says, trust in the Lord. Don't lean to your own understanding because they did lean to their own understanding, mm-hmm. didn't they? Mm-hmm. And 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 Sarah did go and she grabbed her handmaid, yeah, didn't it, she? It was yeah. a major obstacle and it set them on a pretty crazy detour too. And, That's right. Um, and, 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 and I like that fact that it's a detour. You know, we can never ruin God's plans. That's right. But we can set ourselves on a detour. You know, we take it for granted when we read the life of Abraham that it takes about 45 minutes to go through a story. <laughs> but it was many decades. That's right. right. Many decades of learning and growing and struggling and making mistakes and then seeing the faithfulness of God as as he responded in this way. And and that that's what I've come to learn. And, and this sometimes you need experience to yeah. understand this. I I can slow it down. I don't have to figure it all out right that's now. Right. I don't have all the answers. I never will. Um there's some things I'm more confident in because of experience. But that's not because of me. That's because of what the Lord has been teaching me. And I, I know anybody who's listening to this who's spent any, you know, amount of time kind of struggling in life, you're like, you know what? As a Christian, I now get it. Mm. I don't always have to be right. I don't always have to have all the answers. I've learned by experience that I can slow it down 
because God is doing something. He's always working, and his biggest interest is not in me accomplishing all these things and making a name. His interest is making me and you into the people that he has purposed for us to be. Mm-hmm. And and in order to do that, he may take us through an Abraham experience. That's where, right. Where it's, it's slow and tedious, and it seems like we're going backwards. That's right. In fact, if you look at Abraham's life, of faith. It it is a growing, a growing experience of trusting God, right? From the time that he delivered him to the time that he stands at Bethel, he builds an altar, right? He had an opportunity then. He goes south into Egypt, right? He's had a fear for his life because his wife is beautiful. Tell her, tell, tell the king, you're my sister, right? And then ultimately he comes back to the same altar. Now he's told, hey, you're going to have a kid. He doesn't trust God. Hagar is, is, is given to him. They, they have Ishmael, which, which creates a massive problem even to this day. Big right. Mess. Yeah. A huge mess there. And there's jealousy between the, between Hagar and, and, and Sarah. Right. And so there's family dysfunctional family issues there. And then of course, um, you know, all of that leads to this point where God does fulfill his promise. If he would have just trusted him. Right. And Isaac is born and, and then he's asked to do the unimaginable, take your son, your only son, and go sacrifice him, right? But Abraham doesn't skip a beat on that. He takes him and he knows that God is faithful. How does he know that God's faithful, Keith? Because he's watched God over the years Hmm. in his life do things in such a way where now he gets it. Hey, you know what? God can raise him from the dead. this, This just really doesn't matter. But you don't arrive on the shores of that type of trust in God without first paying the price through life in not trusting God. This is the grace of the God that we serve. He carries us through life and through these experiences when we mess it up, when we blow it, and he brings us to the altar experience where we're willing to sacrifice everything in the closest things that we love. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Pastor Steve, we know this by our own experience, and we as pastors, we were always talking to people and trying to help people get over the obstacles to complete trust in God, right? When people come and say, I believe that God can, but, and we insert our doubts, and we insert our ability, our inability to understand and accept that God has a plan and he's working things out. What what are some of those obstacles that exist to complete trust in God, and and what are some ways that we can overcome those obstacles? Well, I think I think we need to realize first what's inside of us. What's what's inside of us in these hearts in in, in these hearts, Keith, is not something that naturally trusts God. Mm-hmm. This is supernatural, right? I mean, like like we started off, and I said it's natural for us to hold things in, in, in our own hands to, to grasp them. It's not natural for us to trust God with our finances when there's no money coming in. It's not, it's not natural for us to trust God in our relationships when a spouse is unfaithful. These are things that are not natural. What is natural is to, is to take steps to control the situation. Mm-hmm. So first thing is, is we need to realize one of the biggest obstacles to trusting the Lord is a heart that's sold out to the Lord. Because if a heart is not sold out to the Lord— it is a half-hearted heart, mm. right? And it, it really, it doesn't have the capacity 
to, to really, you know, to, to receive all that God has for them in that experience. And so the first thing we would say is that if, if you're simply a church goer playing with the fringes of, of Christianity, you know, um, kind of like, you know, you walk into a closet and you have, you know, 20 pairs of shoes. Speaking if you're a woman, of course, because men shouldn't have 20 pairs of shoes. That's just ungodly. <laughs> but, hey, but you could yeah. quote Pastor Steve on that. <laughs> but if, if you walk into a closet and you see, you know, 20 pairs of shoes, you know, um, that, you know, look all brand new. They, they wore them once or they wore them twice, right? A lot of times people will say, yeah, you know, I, I, I tried those on. I wore them a couple of times, you know, they, they just don't fit anymore, you know, and people treat Christianity like that. Yeah, I, I tried that. It just doesn't fit anymore. It's just not, you know, Christianity is not a pair of shoes or, or a pair of jeans that you try on. And when you, and when you're done with them, you throw them off. You, it, it's an all in proposition. Right. And so you got to break them in. Yeah. When you're, when you're all in with the Lord, okay. And, and your heart is that of which, which, which Peter said, when Jesus said, are you going to leave me also? And he said, you alone have the words of eternal life. Where are we going to go? We have nowhere else to go. If that is your heart, then listen, the greatest obstacle will have been overcome because God will take care of the lack of faith. He mm. builds that. And so I'd say the first obstacle, Keith, is we need to, we need to believe that, that our commitment to Christ is a lifelong commitment and we're not going anywhere. And, and so I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. Once that takes place, then I think we have, we have to go through the process. There is no such thing as building a heart that trusts in the Lord without failure, no one's going to make it through without failing. You're going to blow it. You're mm-hmm. going to have opportunities to not say that thing to your husband or to your wife in the midst of a battle and to trust God with them. And and all of a sudden your flesh is going to come up and say, but if you don't tell them, nobody will, right? And you're going to say it and then you're going to regret it afterwards. Those are inescapable realities as a part of our faith. We're going to fail and we got to expect it, right? But then we apply wisdom afterwards. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, um, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, me, me and my my wife got into a little tiff, right? And, and, and I was, I was upset. You know, she, she said some things that she later apologized for, but when she said them, she turned and she walked into the bedroom and I took two abruptly violent hearted steps towards the bedroom to tell her what, and God stopped me after two violent steps and said, don't you dare say that or go in there. And I stopped. Right. Well, how, why did I stop? Because I'm some holy guy. No, Keith, because I spent years not stopping. Hmm. I spent years walking into the room, saying those things and seeing where they ended up. Oftentimes hours in days at odds with the woman of my, the wife of my youth. Hmm. So what happened is I gained knowledge from that. And then God had a, a basis by which to apply wisdom and say, in, in, in a millisecond, if you take one more step, you're going right back to where you've always been. Mm. That's the practicality yeah. of wisdom that yeah. we're talking about and trusting the Lord because I don't have to change the woman's heart. That's God's child, not my own. That's, That's right. practical. I think one of the things I keep hearing you mention that so many of us, I think, can relate to is the issue of control, right? We, we don't just want to control the situation. We want to control the outcome. And mm-hmm. when we're in a disagreement with our spouse or when the business is failing or when we have a, a prodigal child in our life or that person that we want to see come to faith, I mean, the intentions, the motives can be very pure and no, I want this person to be saved. We still can do things and say things because we're, we are trying to control the outcome as if we can, right? And you, many times we can control a certain outcome to a point. But what we end up with is uh, resentful people in our life, 
they're resentful at the kind of control, at the kind of, dare I say, manipulation that we can exert on people when we are saying, I, I think this person should behave this way. I think this person should respond that way. I think this person needs to do this or that. And be, and because we don't trust the Lord, because we haven't given our whole heart completely to him, like you're saying, but we're saying that somehow we uh, can partner with God so God doesn't fail, <laughs> you know, <laughs> think about that for a second. <laughs> we try to control this situation. Instead, Proverbs 3, verse 13 says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. Mm. You know, my prayer should be for my spouse, for my child, for a coworker, for somebody who's working for me or I'm working for, those kind of things. My my prayer should be, Lord, help them to seek wisdom. Help mm. them to desire to obtain that understanding for themselves. And let me mind my own business and work on the same myself. Trust in the Lord with all my heart, you know, mm. I, I, it's easy for me to preach it to Steve, but <laughs> but Keith needs to preach it to Keith and That's say, right. Lord, help me to trust in you with my whole heart. Help me to relinquish the control that I think I need to have. Mm. And it's interesting, Keith, he says there that um, if you acknowledge him in your ways, he'll direct your paths or he'll make your path straight. Notice it doesn't say he will live your life for you. Oh, He says he will direct your paths. Oh, he will boy. tell you which way to go. And this is, this is the thing that we were talking about in the last episode. There is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. I can spend a lifetime gaining knowledge yes. about me and my mistakes and over and over again. But wisdom is when he speaks, and he talks about that in Proverbs 1. When I speak, don't refuse me. Steve, I just spoke to you. If you walk in that room, you are I'm going to laugh at your calamity when this happens. That's what he goes on to say, right? When when knowledge comes to our front door and it knocks, and or wisdom comes to our front door and it says, take what you've learned. I will direct your path. I am not going to live your life for you. You have a choice to apply what you've mm. learned now, and that, my friend, is wisdom. So people shouldn't shouldn't have this 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 misconception that that somehow God's going to direct our paths or live and make our choices for us. He's going to show us what to do. He's gonna he's gonna tell us what to do as we acknowledge Him. But He's going to leave it up to us whether we walk in that room or not, or we repeat the same thing over and over and we fall into the cycle of perpetual knowledge but never applying wisdom to that knowledge. Mm. Educated fools. That's yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it, Romans chapter one talks about the people who they have all this knowledge, but with their knowledge, they still suppress the truth. They still reject uh, the, the the revelation of God himself through his creation, through Christ, mm. and, and, and through, um, oh, we've been talking about it in Romans, through, through, through the light of creation, the, the light of conscience, and the light of Christ. Like, these are the ways that God has revealed his wisdom to us. And and we can be so educated and, and still miss the point and be a fool. Where here in verse 7 of Proverbs 3, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. The product, the fruit of genuine wisdom that comes from God when we relinquish that control and we trust in him Amen. is to have a healthy, healthy life. Pastor Steve, any concluding thoughts? Yeah, I think I think going back to what we talked about last episode, we need to realize that true godly wisdom that tells you don't go into that room, it comes with a relationship with Christ. There, right. there really is no other way. And so our our um, our encouragement would be to our listeners, if you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus Christ, whatever wisdom you think you might have, the Bible 
might equate that as being foolishness in the eyes of God because the greatest wisdom is to listen to the wisdom that comes from God, which says surrender your life to Christ. And so if you've never done that, we want to encourage you to confess your sins before God, acknowledge your need for Jesus Christ. You have to be saved from your sin. He is the only one that is able to do that. And when you do that, you will be demonstrating the greatest wisdom of all, that you are putting your trust in the Lord for your soul to be saved and your sins to be forgiven. Oh, that's great. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. We look forward to being with you next time as we talk more about Living Wise from the Proverbs. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.